Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee and myself. And we're going to dissect Dave Ramsey's TikTok advice. That's right. I believe Dave has uh, joined the uh, the TikTokers, which is such a weird thing to me still, uh, just in general. But, you know, he's well known for his no-nonsense approach to personal finance, particularly in the areas of budgeting, debt management, wealth building. And he's gained a pretty good following there on different platforms, uh, obviously, in, in uh, you know, Facebook and radio shows and his little empire he's got going on. So TikTok is going to be the new one, I suppose. So we're going to dive into some of those clips we found on there, see what Sean thinks of these. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing pretty good. Are you TikToking? Are you on there? No, I've never, I've never <laughs> been on. Me neither. TikTok. I, yeah. I, I, every once in a while you'll see like a, a video on the news come up or whatever, but. That's that's the, I don't understand TikTok. I, I, mean, I, I guess I kind of get it, but I mean yeah. I get it too. Like same. I mean to me, I guess it's no real different than some of the other stuff. They're all kind of the same, but it just seems um, I don't know. I don't I don't have enough time. Right? I've always got something going on. So there's too many social media apps to try to like have a presence or whatever. I mean, granted, when you got a you know, I guess a media empire, I suppose somebody else is really doing it for you. But right. still, you know, it's just too many things for me to do. So and I know that you know obviously the kids love it. So. We're too well, old, maybe. Even like some of the guys in our office, and they're like, "Hey, did you see this TikTok video? I want to send it to you." I'm like, "Dude, I can't watch it. No, can't watch it, and I don't want to." Nope. <laughs> so it's a good opportunity for us to discuss, you know, some some of the Daveisms, I guess. See what you think, uh, you know, because you know one thing that people need to keep in mind, and, and again, Dave's got a lot of good advice, but also it's pretty generic and broad advice, and it's not really necessarily tailored for everybody. And he doesn't really, he's not practicing anymore, right? So it's not like it's we're specific where you're saying, okay, here's some general things, but now let's sit down and see how well it fits for your unique situation. Is that fair? Well, and remember what any social media platform is is built around, right? It's it's built around likes and views and yeah. and all that stuff. So content, it, yeah. you know, you can say you can say things to that are are more general to, yeah. and hopefully you get you get the views and the likes and all that stuff to to continue to push your message <laughs> forward. Do you remember back in the day, Sean, when like the when the National Enquirer, like we all would look at stuff at the grocery store on those, and you'd think you just automatically just giggled at them because they were meant to be silly, and now in in the world we live in now, you go. Wow, that's just normal. <laughs> yeah. Right? Some of the stuff, I'm like, wow, people make money off of this. Once upon a time, it was the only thing, kind of thing you'd see something like in the Inquirer, right? You know, like the Loch Neck, Loch Neck Monster uh, ate my you know, cheeseburger or something like that. Well, you know? And you never, you don't know what's true or what's not. Yeah, pretty funny. All right, well, let's jump in and do a couple of these here. TikTok number one uh, from Dave says, don't invest in anything if you can't tell me how it works, well, that's that makes a lot of sense. And don't invest in something because you're excited. If your pulse rate gets up too high, uh, maybe you're getting conned. Well, I, I kind of like this one. What do you think? Yeah, I like the pulse rate one or the excitement because because usually, not usually, but sometimes you know you get this latest greatest investment idea proposal pitched to you, and it, it sounds awesome. It sounds great. Right. You don't really know a whole lot about it, but you you can feel yourself getting excited. And uh, yeah, in some of those cases, you know, it's that may be an indicator that, hey, maybe you should slow down a little bit and think this one through and uh, not not be so emotional mm-hmm. that, you know, you, you knee jerk reaction into a decision. But there's also this, 
you know, the first part of that is don't invest in anything if you can't tell me how it works. Right. Dave promotes mutual funds all the time, right? And that's that's part of it. The majority of people don't know exactly how a mutual fund works. So it's here's the here, don't invest in this if you can't tell me how it works. But which is sound advice to me. I don't mean. invest in this if your pulse rate's high. So one, I, I agree. Like, don't invest in anything unless you don't understand the mechanics behind it. You know, at least fundamentally. Yeah. If something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Well, you know, we, we coin all these terms and stuff, but let's be honest. I mean, uh, FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. That's not new to humans. We might call it this new slangy term, you know, in FOMO. But I mean, it, we've always been this way, right? I mean, it's like, ooh, you know, I remember being like 14 in my, my brother-in-law, and my older sister, they were quite a few years older than me. And I come over one day to their house and to, to hang out with uh with their kid and I'm like, what's you know, what's going on? Blah blah blah. And they got all these racks and I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they were getting into being soybean farmers, right? Because <laughs> at the time it was like it was a new fad that people were saying, Oh, this is a great way to make extra money, be a soybean farmer, right? But do it from your garage. And I remember thinking to myself at like fourteen, going, Wow, people will fall for anything. Yeah. You know, and maybe it works. Maybe it worked for some people, but it didn't work for them. But you know, so I mean there's nothing wrong with wanting to be an entrepreneur and or getting into something. I think I think probably what uh, crypto is probably the the big thing that many people would kind of immediately think about in this particular instance right over the last few number of years when uh, you know not understanding something I think crypto comes up. Well it's the hot trend and everybody's getting into it and I want to, but I don't know a thing about it, right? It's fake money. Yeah. So I think that's one that it's easy kind of, easy to kind of uh, rationalize and fall and fall in line with. All right. Number two, uh, Dave says, do not jump in and out of investments based on what you hear on the news, ever. Well, that is I absolutely agree with this one. Yeah. I mean, I don't. If you're investing, it should be more of a long term philosophy, anyways. Right. Uh, long term goals. Long, you know. And and if you're jumping in and out based on what you're hearing in the news, you're emotional. And now you're not making decisions that are fundamental. And I can tell you this, the institutional money that's out there that's investing, mm-hmm. they they love emotional investing. Right. And people are jumping in and out of the markets because that's how they're that's how they're they're making money. They, yeah. They're taking advantage of that. I just saw a, a news report that China is selling off American debt and moving to gold. Right. So now you're going to have people going, hmm, should I move to gold? Right. Or whatever. Yeah. You know, just because, it, you know, it, this is maybe this is bad. And that, that actually could be bad uh, from an institutional large, <laughs> we're talking about large debt versus just let me jump over to gold because it's a good investment choice. Eh, the numbers don't bear that out necessarily. But again, right. make sure that you're not just reacting to something on the news because they that's what they do. You know? Well, I hear those questions all the time. And it's, the, you know, the one question that, we've recently gotten is what's going to happen to the U S dollar. Should we get out? That was tied to this conversation too, right? It's devalued. Yeah. I know there's, there's so many things mechanically that have to happen for the dollar to be devalued and not, and not be the world currency that not going to happen in, in this decade or probably not the next. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly pause for concern when we get, when we've got, uh, our credit score gets lowered, right? Those kinds of things is a, you know, I can certainly understand why people pay, raise an eyebrow and we should raise an eyebrow and pay attention. However, just making the knee jerk reaction without doing some, some investigation and talking with a professional and getting it, you know, looking at your unique situation, that's usually where you go wrong, right? It's Mm -hmm. just seeing something and, and jumping on the uh, bandwagon, whether it's good or bad. All right. TikTok number three from Dave. If you're not careful to make, if you're not careful, excuse me, you make short term decisions, which keep you 
in a short-term solution. You want to make long-term decisions that almost always are painful up front, but awesome later. I think I understand what you're saying there. It's it's that instant gratification where you know, don't put yourself in a position short-term mm-hmm. that may hurt you long-term, knowing that you know if I go out and buy the car, for example, now, he's big on not having any debt. So should I wait and, and buy the car when I can pay for it in cash and continue to save, 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 which mm-hmm. down the road, I'm going to have... Um, no car payment, no debt. I'll be able to continue to save, save assets uh, with the idea that, you know, give up some of that short-term gratification to benefit yourself long-term. I do I do agree with that. I mean, th- taxation probably falls here, I would think. For, for me, Sean, like the first thing we think of is it's easy to get the instant gratification of saying, I don't deal with taxes now. I'm going to just punt it till later, right? Yeah. So you put it the 401, you know, your regular 401k or your IRA kind of thing. Yeah, I, I mean, that's... And if you look at it from a tax perspective, it's you know I'm not I'm not going to worry about taxes right now. I'm going to have that that instant gratification of of low tax rates now. Where the, at the end of the day, down the road, I have no control over where tax rates are going. To right. Be. But if you make that long term decision of dealing with some taxes by let's say rolling something over, you know, or not rolling over, but doing Roth conversions, for example, if you've got yeah. a really large IRA. Um, yeah, it's painful now because you're paying the tax right now, but it's awesome later to his point because maybe you're paying the tax rates right now at 12% or even 22 depending on your bracket versus possibly you know 32 or higher depending on what the future holds. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. So, And I think that's probably the, where the big one comes into play, where most of us fall into that trap, Sean, is, is taxation, right? Because nobody wants to pay it. Nobody wants to deal with it. So we're just like, oh, there's an option where I can put money away for my future uh, and I don't have to deal with the taxes for 30 years. Yeah, let me take that one, right? Exactly. And it's a great tool. Don't get us wrong, right? But just make sure that you're working with a strategy on how to be efficient because at some point, you know, Uncle Sam is waiting with his hand out. So he wants his cut uh, and it could be hefty. So... Bear that in mind. All right, TikTok number four. People that retire wealthy, well, it wasn't an accident. They didn't get wealthy just to get to retirement. So how did it happen, right? So, I mean, unless you're being left money by a family member, it's you know generational wealth of some kind. You got to work for it. Yeah, I I think that this this one rings true in, in my mind. It's the people with the most money, the people that have saved the most or accumulated the most or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. They did it based on structure. Good habits, right? Good habits, yep. consistent saving, saving early. Yeah, they may have, they may have, you know, splurged and bought a big ticket item here or there, but sure. they, they were pretty consistent in their savings. Uh, the hard part that we see here, though, is that those that those people that have saved their entire life, mm-hmm. it is now habitual. Yeah, and it's hard to spend that money when you when you've got it and you're so used to saving and then transitioning into retirement. It's like, well, yeah, you can spend some money. Oh, but yeah. what do you mean? I, I'm not I, saving right. anymore. Yeah, it's a fun. It, it can be a fun game to play with ourselves. Like I finally got my daughter on that when she got a real job in the Navy. You know, versus just like her part time jobs and things she had during her college years. And you know, she would just spend it, spend it, spend it. But then when she started seeing actual accumulation in her savings and things like that and her government TSP, she started playing this game with herself of how little can I spend because I want to save more because she liked watching it grow. Exactly. To your point. Now, yeah, if she gets in too bad a habit of that, 40 years from now, she could turn around and go, wow, I didn't have any fun. That's not the case with her because this kid's nuts. But (laughs) (laughs) but I see what your point. Like Some people can do that and then they're real hesitant. They don't know how to flip the switch to now enjoy it. Exactly. And, And that, man, that's hard. If you save every dime for 40 years, 
that's ingrained in who you are. Yeah, yeah. And and so you know, there's got to be a, a happy medium where, yes, I am. I'm putting everything away. And, and I was actually talking to a buddy of mine who is a very successful mortgage guy, uh, broker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he and I were having conversations about, around finances and, and how we plan individually and things like that. And he's like, Sean, you know, and he, he believes a lot like I do. And, and here's, you know, in, in a nutshell, how we believe it's we've got our core savings that we want, that we have to hit every single month, you know, whether it's retirement savings, you know, after tax money, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Then we've got our, our emergency savings that we want to put money away as well. And then there's that, you know, ancillary savings account, which is kind of the fun money, the, the funny money, we'll call it, where we're, we're saving everything for our short term. We're saving everything we need for the long term. But now you've got this savings account that that you're building that allows you to go on the trips or, you know, if I want to, you know, buy my son a new bat or, or you know, take my daughter to a show or whatever it may be, right. we've got that an- ancillary savings, that fun money to be able to do that. So it, it allows you to save and spend. Yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, we, we this walks us into the B word, which nobody likes, right? You know, we're, you know, think, oh, especially, I don't know what it is, too, about, re- it's like when we get closer to retirement, the budget word becomes more aggravating and annoying to people when you probably spent most of your life, especially when you first got married and were having kids and things, you know, probably living on a budget, right? Being somewhat mindful, certainly, of what's coming in and going out. But for some reason, when we get to retirement age, we're like, I'm not living on a budget because we've <laughs> transferred this mindset into thinking that it's a restrictive, uh, I'm living on a fixed income, right? Right. And so, that's when you get kind of scared, like you're going to be, well, they're going to tell me I got to have a, working with an advisor, he's going to tell me I got to have a, a fixed budget, you know, and I don't want to do that. I want to be able to do the things I want to. Not saying that you can't do that. You just want to still have a basic understanding, though, of what's coming in and what's going out so that you don't overshoot. Well, and, and I do this. If you're going to transition into retirement, mm-hmm. transition mindset-wise, spending-wise, like a year before you retire, six months before you actually retire, so you've got got the the wages, you've got the money coming in, you get a good handle of how much you're going to spend in retirement, and then it's not a a deal. It's not an issue. Take it for a test drive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. All right, well, there you go. So that's dissecting a little bit of Dave Ramsey's TikTok advice. So uh, do you agree with some of these things? And what's your thoughts on them is out there? So if you've got some questions, need some help, reach out to Sean and his team, obviously, as, uh, as always, they're here to help. And, of course, they're, you know, in the fields, if you will, doing the work, right? They're in the trenches every day. That's what I was looking for, trenches. They're out there in the trenches doing the work instead of just being just the talking heads, even though I realize the irony of that because we're on a podcast. But still, reach out to Sean and his team at Elevated Retirement Group if you need some help. You can find them online at ElevateMyRetirement.com. That is ElevateMyRetirement.com. Lots of good tool tips and resources there. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Sean, thanks for hanging out, buddy. Awesome, man. Thank you. I appreciate you. We'll see you next time here on Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.